We're continuing our journey on the AI topic, diving a little bit deeper into the news use case. This was a clip I grabbed from the Shop Talk Show, which is hosted by Chris Coyer and Dave Rupert. You might have heard the name Chris Coyer, especially since he owns one of the apparently very valuable internet properties, CSS Tricks, now owned by Digital Ocean. Ocean sold it off. But he is keeping track on how AI is actually using data sets and scraping them, using them to train the algorithm, and discovered CSS Tricks was in there. was totally unaware of it, sort of scraping the whole archive in order to use for something else. And they talk about some of the ramifications there and what can be done for you know content creators online and permissions for AI to scrape their stuff. Washington Post had a great article about kind of proving what a model was trained on, which seems unbelievable that that has to be breaking news. It's like, oh, we, we figured it out, people. This big company that have released public products trained on public content just straight up didn't tell us what it was trained on, which feels like should be almost like illegal. Like what? Yeah. So anyway, they figured it out because there's some they used science and researchers and some cool open source project that that unearths it somehow. But they figured out the websites that it was trained on. Now, some of that was was juicy because it was like, well, look at this horrible crap it was trained on, you know, some neo-Nazi site or whatever. Like, wow, Good really? That made Nazis the in the uh... super neat. Good job. Yeah. But, you know, people were vanity searching it, you know, show, like what was my website in there? I was curious, of course, if CSS Tricks was in there because I, I've used Bard. I have I and have a little AI, uh, you know, space in Arc that has all the like AI tools on it, so I can click over to one and and use it because I'm trying not to be ignorant of how it all works and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. Bard is an easy one to bookmark and just use real quick because once you're in, it's just a URL and you can use it. And once in a while, I'll pop over there and type something into it that seems interesting or whatever. In in, in and I can type in the you know I, I wrote this, but I need like a rainbow gradient, you know, and I, I know what that looks like in 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 CSS. It's just a, a linear gradient with a bunch of color stops of mm-hmm. you know red, green, blue, whatever. But also like choose nice colors. Like if you just use the named colors it doesn't turn out as nicely as you know somebody's nice hand-picked rainbow colors and it, and it complied nicely but i'm like okay so where'd you get that probably stack overflow you know i don't know what you're scraping mm-hmm. but there's so much code there code uh, i was curious if code pen would be on the list it's not yeah interesting okay. so uh no no pens were used in bard's model notably open ai publishes absolutely nothing open ai dave publishes absolutely nothing about what right, they train right. their stuff <laughs> classic on. open source maneuver to not publish stuff Yep. Yeah. Yep. Closed AI, maybe <laughs> better name. Yeah, we were joking the other day. It's uh, open AI is not actually open. React's not reactive. Yeah. Oh, I can look up uh, my what I was talking about there. Uh, so this is about tech naming, right? There's it, there's a sort yeah. of and um, uh, there's a concept called nominative determinism, where the thing that you're named after is it ends up becoming the thing that you do. Um, mm. But in tech, it's it's kind of the opposite. Uh, it's uh, anti-determinism, where the thing you name after becomes the thing you're not. Um, uh, so so GraphQL is not graph. It's not a graph, and it's not a query language. Uh, is mm. what uh, what people of, often say about that. I'm trying to look for. Um, oh yeah, serverless. You know, there's still servers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I had this in 2019. Uh, Gatsby themes is not just for themes. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. My favorite new one is Edge Runtime that doesn't run on the Edge. Doesn't it actually doesn't? run on like an Edge network. No, there's Regional really? Edge, which to me is jumbo shrimp. That counts. It's like, yeah. Well, Edge <laughs> Runtime. Edge Runtime just means small runtime, except when it's Dino, which is a fully fledged runtime. And except when it's AWS Edge, which is just Node, 
so yeah, it, it means nothing. <laughs> but we wanted to. As uh, it's getting it's getting weird. But OpenAI, yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah. Open. Uh, okay, so what, what's the uh, was that the clip or was there more? Uh, no, he goes a little bit deeper. I can keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so the, but it's trained on a bunch of things that know CSS, right? Was CSS mm -hmm. Tricks one of those sources? Yes, it absolutely was. Just millions of tokens or whatever it was the training data that it pulled from that. You know, am I absolutely furious about that? Somewhere, somewhere above mildly displeased, you know? Nobody asked me. Nobody provided me an opt-out. Nobody did nothing, you know? Right. Now, that is just publicly posted on the internet, so nobody had to ask me to visit my website either. Google didn't ask me if they could scrape my or, you know, learn from my website in which to build a search engine. And I'm not mad about that, but I'm not mad about it because it's, it helps people find the content. It helps drive traffic to the website, which helped me build a business around that. There was a lot of like helping people do something involved there. And now all of a sudden that math has changed because it's I don't uh, we're just going to read all your content and provide another product and not send people there and not tell people where it came from. That's like a different math to me. Mm -hmm. Like we want to provide the answer based on your content and not not tell people where it came from and not send people there. That's just different. And you get no credit, basically. Yeah. Credit, traffic, nothing. I get absolutely nothing out of this. I looked up looked it up myself and I gotta wonder, Chris, did they not see the copyright in my footer? Because <laughs> I put I update yeah. I update that every year pretty religiously, and I'm surprised they even had the gall to do that, you know? Right. But there's nuance, of course, because they're not just, you don't type in a search term and it outputs an exact paragraph that Dave Rupert wrote. That's not what happens. It's just training data. It just, it will outload a paragraph that might be highly informed by something it read on DaveRupert.com, but it is not, it's not like plagiarism. They didn't just copy and paste your paragraph. It's 0.001% Dave Rupert-ish. Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm doing what I don't want the tech news to do, but that's how, why the Drake thing is interesting, too. It's not a copyright violation because it didn't sample anything from a Drake song. It just sounds like one because of the training data. Yeah, that, that one has confused me a lot. Well, it doesn't confuse me that like copyright law wouldn't cover it because, of course, it doesn't. But it feels like there is a big gap in that where you can... You can you can train a model on anything that you want, and because you can't answer how like or how similar something is to a source material, that anything is fair game. Like it, if you look at an AI, it can't tell you if it was like fifty percent from this source. You just know that it is similar to that because as a person who follows this account, I know it. Yeah. But other people don't. Yeah, and there's a very uh, similar parallel to the. Uh, what we're doing right now, reaction content on other people's yeah, content, right? That's true. Uh, basically, you know, the, the, the rule for whether it's okay or not is are we doing something transformative? And mm -hmm. there's some guidelines as to what transformative means as, as far as reaction videos go and mixtapes go. Um, and when it comes to being remixed by machines, we don't have any precedent. Uh, and I know a lot of coders and a lot of artists are very, very upset that their stuff has been scanned uh, and transformed in, in this way. But whether or not it breaks their copyright uh, actually is unclear. Um, and I think that people who are very morally outraged about this um, maybe need to take a look at beyond specific instances like what is actually doing under the hood and like, it's trying to learn general principles. No one's trying to mm. um, 
to cut you out of the process, I think, is, is, is the way I think about it. But all that aside, I think it's very relevant for people like Chris Coyer, who makes, for example, the definitive Flexbox guide on the internet. Yeah. Because yeah. now suddenly you don't need it. Yeah, exactly. ChatGPT, I will always go to ChatGPT rather than consult his guide. So he sold it at a, he sold CSS tricks at the exact right time. I'm sure he didn't think about it at the <laughs> That's time. That's true. Um, no. Yeah, it, like he sold it at the time that it became less valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I've wondered how, I, I think Google's hand was forced in how it's sort of approaching AI search and promoting it really widely now. Because there was a time that mm. they even took down the built-in Google timer because I used to use it all the time. I set up a Google search for five minutes and they I took just it added down? that as a link. Yeah, if you go there, it does what? not give you a timer anymore. And I, I, I don't know why That's that atrocious. is. What, yeah. Why? Yeah, I know. I thought it was, oh, no. I don't know, what? that they don't want to aggregate as many things because they want click-through on certain websites. But for a timer? Okay. Are we competing so you, with big timer? No, no, no. If you, if you type five minute... If you, if you type five minute timer, it works. But if you fi- type five really? minute countdown, it doesn't work. Oh, maybe it's added back? Because I uh, I set this up as a Google link on like blog posts that I read where I can open a notes page and click a timer, but it didn't, just oh. didn't populate. All right. Well, maybe that's not a good example. But I know that <laughs> Google has had this problem where they can't compete with existing search results already on there where people get frustrated if Google aggregated too much and didn't attribute a source properly. Or if they, you know, pushed ads to the top and other things. But now with, you know, AI search, it's just giving you an answer from anywhere. And it can cite sources, kind of. I'm actually curious how it does cite sources, because that seems against the black box model. But yeah, it still feels um, like a, yeah. against how, against some of the push and pull that Google has with existing AdSense and ad revenue people. It, it is. It's, it's very true. Um... So yeah, Google's business model is threatened, and I, I fully agree that they, their hand kind of got forced by Microsoft, uh, which is just a genius move by Microsoft, you know, uh, because yeah, suddenly Bing is relevant. That. You know, I, I'm using Bing every day, and that's not a <laughs> sentence I would have said a year ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm, anything else? Um, yeah, I feel like this is a common debate that people have to come to terms with. But also, also so um, this article about like diving into the source of uh, of, of ChatGPT, um, I put the link in the ping chat for, for Ben. Uh, it's mm-hmm. from a Washington Post investigation into the C4 data set, which is actually the least controversial data set in all of AI. Um, huh. This is well known to be yeah. clean, um, uh, less controversial, then some, that's, for example, like the books data set where some potentially copyrighted books were included in that data set and, and that actually compromises the legal chain of uh, defense for that data set. But C4 mm. is completely kosher because it comes with Common Crawl. Which is a, it's another nonprofit that scrapes the internet um, and seems to be the strongest data set for, for training any large language model. Um, so gotcha. yeah, look into it, but it's, it's not scandalous at all. Not surprising at all. Um, it just is. Yeah, gotcha. In, in fact, in fact, uh, actually, the the most the most um, interesting thing about the clean is that they maybe clean too much. So, one of the people I had on my podcast, um, Jonathan Frankel from Mosaic, actually made this observation, which I didn't know about. So, uh, C four stands for Colossal Cleaned Common Crawl, uh, Corpus of, of Common Crawl, um, and it was done by Google for their T five paper, and they just wanted 
the internet without porn. Um, t- porn mm. takes up a surprising percent of the internet. So how do you mm. filter out porn, right? You you basically yeah. develop this list of of words that like correlate with porn, um, and you kind of put that in there. But sometimes you get uh, what is called the Scunthorpe problem, which is um, you know Scunthorpe is a place in the UK, right? It just mm. happens to have the words C U N T in the name. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you have that in the filter, it's going to get filtered out. Uh, that's the Scunthorpe problem. Um, and so one of the very like some of the biggest sites in the world that are that are that they wanted to filter are basically just like, like just gay porn sites so the word gay was filtered out of c4 oh boy oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see you can see how that's problematic yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah i i mean i've, dealt I, I've with got, this I've got no response to that apart from no huh? I've dealt with that for usernames on Steam, for example. I because yeah. uh, last name's Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. I think I call myself Bun- uh-huh. Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch was the actor on Sherlock, but Cumberbatch just yeah. does a ton of stars, and it actually crossed out the whole name. So it looks like, oh my God, Ben, what did you put? It's like, no, it's just a normal <laughs> human name <laughs> that I added. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine it gets worse with AI training sets because they're. It's the whole internet. You can't scrape that clean. You would have to curate no. the data set, and no one has time for that. Like a full curation of article by article, yeah. feeding it into a machine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And this paywall right here is reminding me it's probably going to mean more paywalls for the internet as we do with AI synthesizing things. Because I assume like it can't grab a bunch of Washington Post articles. They're not going to be in many data sets. Unless explicitly. Well, so added. if you if you give it a different uh, user agent header, if you pretend to be Googlebot, right, which you can do because you're a web uh, developer, you know how to spoof yes, requests. Yeah. It'll, well, it'll I haven't treat tried you like that. if I was Google and show everything. Uh, so the simple way I do that is I have this little extension, Chrome extension for the Wayback Machine. And so I just click the Chrome extension and give me like the first instance of the way of this article on the Wayback Machine and I can read the whole thing. Oh boy. Yeah. Do we publish this advice? Is this legal advice? I'll try it. It's fine. It's it's the Wayback Machine. Yeah. I care about archiving the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, progressive web apps, you know? Transitional apps, all that stuff. Yeah.